0: Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Jimbo Stokes was raised near Tamworth in New South Wales and after years spent in Sydney is now back in the Hunter New England region. He recently released his debut single, Atlas, and we're going to talk about that and other things. Hi, Jimbo.
1: Hi, Sophie. Thanks for having me on
0: pleasure, because uh, I love this song, and uh, it's yeah, it's it's hugely impactful song in many many ways. And uh, the name of the song, Atlas, is a reference to your mother, because um, it's about you know Atlas was the god who held up the heavens, and uh, your mother was Bronwyn Stokes OAM, and the song is also about her. Can you tell us a bit about her?
1: I can, yeah. So as you said, Atlas is the the reference to the great god who held up the the earth. Um, and mum was someone that held a lot on her shoulders. So there were three of us, and then I've got three um, older half-siblings as well. So she sort of practically raised six six kids and uh, out on out the farm there near near Tamworth, and she was a full-time uh, GP, family doctor, running her own business. And, yeah, so she was busy. Um, but uh, that that's sort of the... I guess the story of Atlas and, and the name, um, but I, the story of actually writing this song goes, um, a bit further. So I, I was unfortunately passed away in 2016, um, from a, a grueling battle with ovarian cancer. So it's probably about four or five years in between there. And then I, I was working in Sydney, um, in the corporate world, but working from home and, and just had some time, and and that um, I I started writing, and and the story sort of goes through a day in my life when I was working in the city, and and you know going, getting to work, and and, and having plenty of meetings, but just being stuck in, in sort of another another world, just thinking back to to times back on the on the farm, and and the video re- reflects that as well as, well as the lyrics but um it just it came quite quite naturally i think it was the second song that i've, I've ever written um but so i didn't i didn't have to think too much about it it was, just, it was a story that i was just very familiar with and uh, so it came out easily uh but something in a way sort of almost subconsciously wanted to to get out it was a sort of a slight release um so that that's a bit of the context of why and, and sort of when and how it was written.
0: So it sounds a bit like you were carrying that song for a few years. And it was just that working from home, which I presume was due to the pandemic that gave you well, nature imposed a vacuum. So the vacuum was created and then and the yeah. song rushed to kill it.
1: I think that's I think that's fair. I think um, it was this, it was so familiar to me because that it, it's sort of painting a picture of one day. Um, but that was one day for, yeah, probably three, three or four years at least. Um, so it was quite, quite a personal one for me um, to do. And then with with COVID, as many p- people would have experienced, just having that extra time um, and often being by yourself. So I was living with my sister at the time, and she was uh, deployed over in the Middle East. So I was completely solos I had had time and had time in between work um and that's I think often when the creative side comes out so I yeah started fiddling around the guitar and doing some writing Um, and that was the the first yeah first second song but sort of first
0: um quite meaningful one that I that I did your sister does have a couple of cute dogs though for what I saw on your (laughs) instagram were they keeping you company while you were songwriting yeah they
1: were they were great Company actually, uh, they weren't. They weren't as I was songwriting, but um, certainly spent plenty of time with little Figgy and Wilbur. Uh, very funny little fluffy cavoodles. <laughs> uh, you know, great little great buddies.
0: Yeah, right. Um, I mean, love songs are a big start, a big part of all genres of music, but they're usually romantic in nature. This song, from, at least from my perspective, is very much a love song, but it's, it's, it's the love you have for your mother that you're expressing, not just in the lyrics, but we can really hear it in the way you sing it. And I'm wondering whether you record something so powerful and play it live. Is there any separation between you as a, a son and you as a performer so that you can play it over and over again? And I guess not have it completely ruin you because as a as a listener it is it's a really powerful song
1: yeah i think i think there is i think um it you don't know when it's it's going to hit home and and when it isn't but you definitely get in that mode of you know autopilot of just getting it out and it's a performance song um so no definitely when i'm when i'm performing i'm very rarely you know thinking deep into the lyrics i'm, I'm just doing what i would have done in practice um but then every now and then even just listening to it or or watching the video then you know it might be the 20th or the 60th time or whatever whatever it is it, it does hit home um but yeah most of the time luckily that yeah you can sort of get by and just uh you've done the practice you know you know the words and um doing it and you've got other songs to sing as well so you don't you don't want to get stuck in the middle of a a concert or anything like that but um so it's good being able to sort of switch yeah switch on and end off as needed
0: mm. now you worked with rod mccormack on this song and rod is well known in country music circles because he's produced a whole lot of people he plays in a lot of recordings how did that association come about
1: did it come about it came he was a referral from uh, a friend in the in the industry um, and we caught up and he was keen to do some, some co-writing um, sort of felt I had an interesting voice and wanted to work together. So we, um, so we will do some co-writing, but I also said, Oh, look, I've got this song that I would like to get produced. Um, and if you, you wanted to take a look at it, then that would be great. So we started working on that and, Anyone that knows Rod uh, would know that he's incredibly efficient and um, effective and productive, and just uh, gets you know gets through it incredibly quickly. And is an absolute master of the art. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun working with him. Actually, just you know, doesn't matter what field it is, just working with someone so specialized and such an an expert in it. Um, so I learned, I learned. Plenty from from Rod and and he was he's very good as well because you you know if it's if it's yours he won't won't try and um, play with it too much he'll he knew he knew what um, I was trying to get out there and that it's had to to keep that you know integrity and acoustic sort of style feel um, so he gave great suggestions but was never overbearing um, right. so a lot of fun working with rod and i'll yeah continue working with him for hopefully uh, a long time
0: right now you mentioned rod saying something about your voice and being interested in your voice and you have training as an operatic tenor from what i was reading um so uh, were you thinking of becoming an opera singer or did you just have the training because you wanted to work on your voice
1: um a bit of both i think i the training was great because I, I liked just that really fundamental um, vocal training and just getting the whole body working. And I think it can be applied to a lot of different genres as well. Just classical singing. Yeah. There, there's probably a stage there where it was a pathway that I, I could look at, um, but it would require quite a full-time devotion to it. Um and I just probably didn't like with weighing up country music versus operatic music. I, I prefer country and you know came from near Tamworth. Um and it's it's always been there. And the ability to pick up a guitar and sing a song, it's a lot more social as well. Um a lot more people probably like it. Uh it's not, you know, it's not exclusive like, like opera is, but I do, I still like. Operatic music and, and like opera, and really enjoyed my time training in that arena. Um, so no no regrets there, but you never know down the track. But uh, I'd say yeah, it's 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 an unlikely um, path that I'll I'll go down now. Um, but really glad that I I had that training.
0: Well, and of course, with country music, you can take yourself off on the road, but it's a little harder with opera. You do need a company of at least dozens of people.
1: Yes, that's it. You know, it requires quite a bit of setup, both just for the voice and and, and everything that comes around it. Um, but yeah, just the absolute minimalistic country, one person and a guitar. Um, it's pretty cool that you can produce music and and be nearly as effective with, with that as you are with a, a full band or full sort of um, production. So that's, yeah, one of the beauties about country music, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sort of of the belief that a good song is a, is a good acoustic song as, as well. Um, I think the other things are very important and, and add, can add tremendous value. But if, it's, if it doesn't sound good, like... Um, the basics, then it's probably not um, with with all the the frills. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. well, yes, because structurally it wouldn't be as sound as it needs to be. Probably if you can't strip it back to that acoustic format. But growing yeah. up near Tamworth, were you a family that went into the festival and and um, you know saw who was around, or did you stay away in January?
1: Uh, a bit of both. So yeah, some some years would go in and and you know go to. Plenty of different concerts, John Williamson and Paul Kelly and whoever is about in the in the year. Steve Ford, I think, at some stage. Um, but then, yeah, other times it's also we used to try and um, well, the, it's the hottest time as you know of the year, just about. So it's often our beach. We're trying to get down to the beach for a week. Um, but no, I had had plenty of exposure to the, the country music festival. But living there, as anyone in Tamworth would probably attest that, you know, you, you don't need to do it every year. Um, it's sort of, it's a different town for that, that couple of weeks. But even since um, leaving, since when I was leaving in the, living in the city, I went back there probably two or three times. So over the last six or seven years, um, I, was, I was there this year as well. Uh, so, yeah, can't, um, I'm still going back but uh, living, living in Scone now, which isn't too far away.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, just down the New England Highway, appropriately close, I think. Um, so when you were growing up, which country music artists did you listen to, or even recently, which country music artists have you enjoyed listening to?
1: Uh, it's a, a lot of the 90s country, um, but also alternate. Uh, so, yeah, your classic, like Garth Brooks and that, that sort of thing, uh, but going Going back, Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, so yeah, some big, big names there. But just the fact that they're all very, very distinct um, is probably what I liked most about them. And um, so there was, there was never a subset of genre that I was in love with. But just if it was a good song, it was a good song, and that that probably goes for all genres of music, not, not just country, um, but I found myself listening to, yeah, quite a bit of quite a bit of Garth Brooks and Alan Jackson and the like.
0: Yeah. So you haven't always been working as a musician. You have a Bachelor of Commerce and a Masters in Economics and you were living in the city and working in that field. Do you miss it at all? Because you've had a change of direction since you moved back to Scone or moved to Scone because you didn't live there before.
1: Oh, not much. No, not so. <laughs> the aspects of it that were, were good. Um, And living in the city was good in a way as well, but I I had enough time there um, to, to get to know it. And, and uh, likewise, I had plenty of time in the country before I I moved down there. So I had a good, a good reference, you know, to, to balance and and judge both. Um, So I've been back in the country now for a year or almost a year uh, and definitely, yeah, really, really enjoying it. I still go back maybe once every two to three weeks for yeah. so sort of work related or a concert or whatever it, it may be. Um, but just that ability to <clears throat> go down as needed and, and always uh, do that trip back um, is I find a lot better than, you know, living there and, doing vice versa, sort of going in the country and then coming back to the city. Um, mm. So, no, it, it was good. A lot, a lot of mates still in the city, um, but I wouldn't change a thing at this stage now, enjoying the country life again.
0: Yeah. And you're also working as an artist and you work in oils and graphite. Where did that part of your life start?
1: I dabbled in a little bit at school. Um and sort of, I don't know, got the confidence that had a, that I had a, a bit of a knack with it. So just kept, kept doing it. Um, and that was another thing that came, in COVID, in the work from home period. So it doesn't say a lot for my work ethic in COVID during work from home. But I, I started doing some sketching as well. So I, was, I, I bought the guitar and also doing some sketching and, and popped a couple up on Instagram. Um, and they got a bit of, a bit of traction. So that kept me, kept me going and kept the momentum going. So I kept, kept going with it. Uh, and suddenly I had a, I was flooded with a lot of commission requests. So they'll mainly portraits. Um, so I, I was managing the requests, and I got to the point where, okay, um, I've got these is going to absolutely be flat out trying to finish these for the rest of the year mm-hmm. doing this job that I don't have that much interest in at the moment. So I, I took the plunge and, and actually quit quit my job at the time. And and another massive uh, benefit of that was it just gave me complete freedom to live where I wanted and, and do what I wanted to do, which was um, to live in the country and, and to devote more time to, to music uh, in particular. So that was a great way to do that. But that's, that's kind of where it, it came about. I, I didn't, um, though I work in the arts industry now um, and, uh, and, and do my own artworks, uh, I, did, I didn't study art at length. I did it, I did it at school, but um, it was more really quite a practical uh, aspect to it
0: mm-hmm. well you said and you, you said oh perhaps said something about your work ethic during COVID or you could say you had just used the time really well I'm sure it was the commute time you were using for music and for art
1: yeah well look you had to you had to do something it was the, the work I was working in management consulting which was actually very demanding and, and busy um, most of the time but sometimes you'd get you get downtime um, and especially working from home it's just the nature of working with client um projects would be some some times where you literally couldn't do anything uh, and in that that time would frustrate me so I, I had to fill the gaps uh whether it was a guitar just at the back of the room or yeah. um, or a bit of parchment with some pencils either either worked and uh it wasn't a bad um compliment to to the work either it's sometimes it was a bit hard to switch you know from doing a, a portrait or, or finishing writing a song, switch back to a, a meeting with 20 people on the, the Zoom call um, and having to do a, a picture or you know, a project uh, wrap up or something like that it can be a bit hard, but um, yeah, I kept as busy as, as I could during COVID, which I think was um, something that helped me at least.
0: Mm, I, I, yeah, I think it was a, a good thing to do for a lot of people. Now, you're also a rugby player currently playing for the Sky and Brumbies, and I think there are parallels and intersections between sport and creative practice, but I'm wondering if you feel that too.
1: Mm. It, I think it depends on the sport. Um, yeah, I think, yes, there definitely are. I think the one thing about rugby, which is unique to rugby is that efforts almost hundred percent tied to performance. Um where in uh creative industries it's it's not as much. Sure over over periods of time you'll get better at your craft, but actually, you know, the writing or the the um constructing of a song or or something like that, you've got to actually relax at times rather than go full bore if that makes any sense you've yeah. sort of actually got to sit back and you can't um you can't just go at it 100 percent. you've got to just it's a bit more nuanced um and it's often that the times where you relax especially for an example with opera singing the the way to get the top notes you've actually got to fully relax um if you go too hard then your larynx goes up and then boom, it cuts the, the note completely That with any singing, as you know. Um, so whereas in the good thing about sport is that now you just go tackle harder and you'll, you'll, you'll play a better game. You can take your anger out on the, on the field. That's, that's with rugby, but other sports are a bit, a bit more, um, I don't know, a bit more technical, probably um, a bit more refined, but um but that's that's what I find with sports. So, but yeah, there are definitely parallels. Uh, the, the teamwork part of it um, is is a great component. But for me, rugby was actually one of those things where it, you could actually you don't have to think too much. Just go out there and just uh, try hard, run around, and, um, make a few tackles, and it was it was almost the um, sort of the nice refreshing break from from trying to think too much about uh whatever else you're doing
0: yeah i'm laughing because i always refer to rugby as bring back the biff which was a and hg phrase a while ago about rugby league but whenever i see a rugby union match i think oh my god it is just that <laughs> so much of it is biff or yeah. as you're taking out your anger on the field
1: yeah yeah it is um oh look there's plenty of strategy to it as well but um it's one of the the strategy comes before. So you, you you do your thinking and you know, you know what you're going to do. And then once you get out there, you just um, try not to miss too many tackles.
0: (laughs) Um, Now changing back to music. And you mentioned that you may well work with Rod McCormick again. I'm wondering if you have any songs in the works that you're writing or thinking of recording anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I've got, I've got a couple that I've uh, written. Um, and would like to to get out there so I'll definitely yeah fo- follow it up um and I was I was interested to see how the, the first one would go it was a real unknown mm-hmm. to me and it, it wasn't a song with any um commercial aspirations so I just wanted to to do it for for personal reasons really so that it was a real bonus that it it seemed to resonate with a lot of people um, and that that's given me confidence to yeah back it up and keep keep going with it so i will yeah definitely be releasing more songs um so yeah stay tuned
0: and do you have any regular gigs in the scone area or hunter new england at all that people can come and see
1: you uh not regular ones i've got i've got uh i've got one at the thoroughbred in a couple of weeks here in scone at uh remembrance day 11th of november down in Sydney in a few weeks for a for a party but um yeah I'm not I'm not gigging every every week I, I must have I probably prefer the the writing side to the to the live performances but yeah it's it's cool performing as well so good to get the best of both
0: well, we'll look forward to new music when it comes. And in the meantime, people can listen to Atlas and I'm sure they'll find it as powerful as I have. Jimbo, it's been great to talk to you.
1: Thanks very much. Thanks, Sophie. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.